Boxed Out Podcast, episode 30. I'm Harry Worth, and as always, I'm joined by Jack McDonald. Here we are, the long-awaited return. We've made it through the darkness of the off-season, just one week away from the start of the 2023-2024 NBA season. Harry, my dear friend, how are you doing? I am amazing. I cannot wait. Season two of the Boxed Out podcast, our second NBA season together. This time last year, we were scrambling to buy mics and get all this together, getting our um, pre-season predictions going. We're hopefully um, a little bit less organized this year round, but hey, we're seasoned veterans at this game now, um, ready to go. Oh, yeah, I cannot wait. We run the podcast game now. We've figured it out. It's clicking and we're back. We sure are. And to be honest, the um, Rugby World Cup has been amazing at passing time. Um, as as our uh, dedicated listeners are aware, um, those that s- subject themselves to our off-season episode, um, they learned that you were traveling Europe. Um, I sure was. For several weeks there, managed to catch a Rugby World Cup game live from France. Yep. How was the trip? Oh, I mean, the trip as a whole was amazing. Um, You know, at first it was sort of like, oh, geez, I get five weeks off work. This is going to be mean. Um, But I just like, (laughs) just loved loved it over there. Saw some really cool places, did some really cool things, ate some absolutely delicious foods, drank some cheap drinks. You know, it was, it was great. And as you mentioned, got to see the All Blacks in a Rugby World Cup in person. Um, which was unreal, but yeah, loved it as a whole. Oh, brilliant. So, so good to hear. And I'm sure the listeners um, will be pleased to hear that you had a good time as well. Them All Blacks, man. Um, you were at the Namibia game. Is that I correct? Sure was, yeah. That, that was a, a, a bit of a bit of a hiding, but not quite as bad as um, a couple of the other hidings the All Blacks have dealt over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was it was really fun. Um, I didn't expect there to be so many French people supporting Namibia. Like it was pretty unreal how many people there were cheering every single like broken tackle Namibia made. It was insane um, and quite annoying actually. So it makes France getting knocked out all the more sweeter. I think you'd see. <laughs> Um, New Zealanders support Namibia if it was France versus Namibia being played in New Zealand as well and it's got nothing to do with Namibia but more more to do with the dislike um, between us and the Frogs yeah, but yes, true. what a match the um, quarterfinals were absolutely spectacular mm-hmm. um, particularly the um, All Blacks in Ireland and um, the Frogs and the Bokas yeah Man, I I honestly cannot remember feeling that way for a sports event since since the 2011 Rugby World Cup final. And the Nuggets won a championship last year. You hear that, listeners? Oh, man. You, Not look, even his Nuggies made him feel that good. Look, man, there's something special about your home team doing that as the underdogs, you know, and just gutting out pretty much their best performance in years. Yeah, it was, it was um, a sight to behold, that's for sure. 
Absolutely. I was very nervous when Aaron Smith kicked the ball away with like two minutes to go. I really hoped that we were the team that went 30 phases with it. Um, but props to them for backing their defense. I, I suppose the fact that it was a four-point game meant, you know, even if we gave up a penalty, the Irish would have to go again from the mm-hmm. line out. Um, yep. Whereas when, um, was it Faf de Klerk kicked it away, gave the Frogs the ball back when it was a one-point game at the end there and the Saffers backed their defense and there was like 90 seconds left. I was like, oh, I don't know. But yeah. hey, but he, he got then. the strip. He got the strip actually. So, oh. Yeah, very. That was, v- was incredible stuff. Like, just I don't think I can't remember quarterfinals that good. Oh no! I mean, I remember Pitiwepu carrying us against Argentina back in 2011. Yeah, in the quarterfinal, that was a. I mean, that was a kicking, an absolute kicking display from him. But yeah, nah. So we've got All Blacks versus England. Sorry, not All Blacks versus England. All Blacks versus Argentina <laughs> on on Saturday, bright and early. And then we've yeah. got um, probably the worst semi-final team being the Poms um, facing South Africa. Who do you have for those two games? Oh, tough one, man. No, um, surely no. not. I, I, no, it's it's pretty clear. And that's due to the, uh, the way World Rugby draws their pools, where they do it three years in advance. So at the time of drawing the pools, France were not a top four team. So, you know, yeah. it all gets it all gets messed up, and that's why we have these great quarterfinals. That honestly, us versus Ireland and France versus South Africa could have been finals of the World Absolutely. Cup, and you'd still be entertained. Yep. Um, but due to that, obviously, I'm going to take South Africa. I'm going to take New Zealand, and, and the final. I think I'll take South Africa. Nah, <laughs> no, gotta back the boys. Surely. Gotta back the, the boys. Gotta back the boys. It'll be a brutal final if that's what it is. Absolutely incredible. We've both teams have smacked each other this this year, so who knows, eh? Can't wait, man. Absolutely loving, loving it so far. Yeah, and the eight AM games have been all good, eh? Like it's at what? least it's not like six AM, three AM. Yep. Whatever, like it's been a respectable time, um, sitting around the boardroom table first thing in the morning at work, getting together, love it, absolutely yeah, love I, it. I, to be honest, bro, I haven't really experienced that yet. Like being over Europe, in Europe, they were just at like 7 to yeah, 9 right. p.m. Yeah, f- we get it. You're in Europe, bro. Yeah, man. Can't you tell by my tan? <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Brother spent his whole time in the pub. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Take a well, lot of drinking. Good man, as it should be. Now, basketball, a week away, well, just over a week. Um, lots of lots of exciting stuff, especially over the last few weeks, particularly um, trade season. We're not going to rehash that in this pod. Um, we're also not going to go into our in-depth season predictions in terms of standings and that sort of thing. Um, we're going to save that for next week. This was more of a um, get back in the swing of it, chat some shit. Um, talk about a few few things so we wanted to go through a storyline each that we're looking forward to a prediction that we've got and a hot take just one each short and sweet get the ball moving get some of our ideas thrown flowing um embarrass ourselves slightly um 
you know, we're, we're all about saying things on this podcast that um, one of our friends can rehash in nine months' time and laugh at us like, haha, you said that. So storylines. Jack, take us away. Okay. Let's talk storylines, man. You want to know a storyline? Go on. How about the Western Conference Finals from last year back and more fiery than ever? Ooh, okay. I mean, I ain't opposed to that. This podcast isn't opposed to that. No, this would be this would be great for the box out ratings. Um, but no, I think Lakers versus Nuggets is going to be a feature matchup of this season. I think it is a very, very real chance of repeating in the conference finals. And <laughs> I've just I've just loved how since that series it's it's just been sort of like a little ongoing thing that's been going a mm. little little under the radar with all the other news going around. But you know, if you like cast your mind back, do you remember the the great Rui adjustment and how all the talk that series was about the Lakers adjusting? Mm-hmm. And then I do did not end up winning a game, but there was a lot of talk about it being a very competitive mm-hmm. sweep. It was. It and was then, a competitive sweep. Do you remember LeBron James announcing or considering retirement just after that series ended? Just take a little bit more media spotlight. And then <laughs> at, the, at the championship parade, Michael Malone is called the Lakers' daddy, <laughs> which he did not accept or publicly acknowledge. And there was some offence taken to that. Anthony Davis is uh, still bringing up how the Lakers' daddy was being used as motivation for the season. And Darvin Ham mm-hmm. has recently come out and said, this shit ain't over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it is over. Um, the well, yeah, new I season's mean, about to start, but uh, yeah. no, we love a rivalry, um, especially when it's a rivalry that's you know not due to some some good games back in the 60s or 70s you know like we like a natural organic rivalry from players playing today um that have gone to war with each other things have been said both during and after games um we like the anticipation of the matchup and especially where it's some really good players um i think that makes a huge difference um game circled on the calendar Do, are there any big? Is is it Christmas? Or I will look that up right now as you continue talking. Yeah, I, I saw saw something about Anthony Davis, um, extra motivation, sort of saying they don't really know what we have yet. Um, and I mean, the Lakers. I'm um, I'm obviously very high on them this year after what they've added in the off season that they've had, um, and with Denver losing a couple of key guys, I think it could be a pretty good matchup you know what i mean like it's not denver's not as deep this year i would argue um the lakers have added more depth so maybe we'll see a little bit of a role reverse and when i say that i don't mean the lakers are going to sweep yours but um just i don't know the the pendulum has sort of swung a little bit perhaps but hey i i still think the nuggets are probably gonna gonna take the number one seed this year they're the team to beat they're getting the respect that they deserve yeah, I, I'm not necessarily talking about seeding because obviously the Lakers, with how their team is constructed, they'll be better 
in the regular season, but there are still going to be obviously limitations when your two star players are LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. I, I, I do agree with you. I think that the gap has shortened. Even if it's just slightly, it has shortened between these two teams. And I can see these games between these teams being some of the best you'll see this season and potentially a playoff mm. matchup again. So they play each other on opening night. Opening night. Well, there we go. That'll be yeah. oh, that'll be good. And I think also, like, I understand the Lakers have made quite a few changes, so there's not full level continuity, continuity but there's enough continuity there that it's not just like two teams where one or one or two guys have have been in the previous playoffs against each other. Like the majority of the teams have. So all of that scouting and all of that work that's been been put in during the playoffs, that's going to carry over to an extent. You know, like you're talking about teams that know know the intricacies of each other more than just a regular matchup between two good teams. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I just, I don't know. I, I, would you consider that a storyline? I, I think so. I mean, it's it's on it's ongoing. It's going to be talked about in the media. Anything with the Lakers is, is especially. Um, and it, it kind of feels like Denver's getting a little bit more recognition. Well, finally getting some recognition, um, which should hope after winning winning a chip. Yeah, you know that that should do it. But hey, that's when was the, when to. was the last time LeBron was swept? Was it by Tim Duncan in the? Was it 2009 finals? No, 2007. When was that? 2010? It was no. 2007. That yeah, two, there in we the go. finals, but in a playoff series, I, I don't know, man. That, I don't I'm know. Pr- that would have to be, have been the last. Oh, no, he was swept in by Golden State with KD. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been the last time, but that was pretty unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't count. Didn't count. Didn't count. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a little storyline I have because I, look, we, we know the obvious ones. So, let's, yeah, I, know. I mean, I, I've gone with something a little bit obvious, but, okay. um, let it fly, man. So, I'm really interested in the Sixers this year. And it's not necessarily just because of James Harden wanting a trade and all this Daryl Morey is a liar, I'll never play for this front office, any of that sort of stuff. That's not necessarily what it is. It's Joel Embiid and after all the whinging, whining and crying that he had did last year, that his representatives did um, to get an MVP, I'm interested in seeing how he responds this year and whether he's going to get the same media attention, media support, media love fan support, fan love after being humiliated in the playoffs again and his counterpart who he has supposedly so much better than winning a chip. Hmm. Um, Look, I'm not saying this should happen, but he is going to get absolutely shat on. Do you you remember last year in in the MVP race, who was who was getting pegged down because of their playoff performance? Was Jokic? Yeah, because the year before in the playoffs, oh, yeah, they, they lost didn't... in the first round. Mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee you the same thing is going to happen to Joel Embiid, where people are going to be like, "Oh, well, we need to see you get it done in the playoffs before you can be the before you can like repeat as an MVP." The mm-hmm. same thing will happen. I can almost guarantee. Yeah. It. Uh, 
I hope it does. I think it deserves to happen. <laughs> um, like, 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 honestly, like this guy has been so public about it for so long. He's, I, I remember doing a, um, a big spiel about how his numbers have always dropped. He's had some fantastic teams, yet he's a major reason in every single one of those teams while the Sixers struggle to advance. Um, I think a, an underrated part of this whole storyline is going to be the whole um, Olympics factor because mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is, you know, Team Africa and Team Cameroon and he's always been so proud about that. And now he comes out with this bullshit about wanting to play for the Team USA because that's where his son was born. The frogs are absolutely irate. They, they've apparently put all this time and effort into getting him citizenship and fast-tracking his application and all of that because he wanted to play for France. I don't think the Americans, the, you know, like the casual American basketball fans, the ones that are the loudest on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, they're not saying, oh, my God, yay, we've got Joel B. They're dogging him. Yeah. Well, I- <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, it's it's a weird one for him to put himself in that position. Like, yeah. surely you know that's coming after, one, publicly declaring that you love Cameroon and you'll play for them. Two, then France. Three, now reversing that all back and coming up with the reason as in, I want my son to be proud of me <laughs> when he watches me in my Team USA jersey. Like, Oh, it, it's just a cop-out. But it hey, is, and that's, this whole this whole campaign from him last year was a cop out. Yep, it'll be, yeah, really interesting. He set the game against the Nuggets. Yeah, but he won the matchup versus Jokic in January, so it, was, it didn't yeah, matter. <laughs> exactly, right? It's a cop out. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I mean, also underrated underrated Sixers um, news. Well, not news, but thing to look forward to in this coming season is they've added Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse as a coach. So mm. despite all this, you know, hardened and B drama, they've added probably one of, one of the top basketball minds to their bench. Um, that was something that they were always lacking with Doc. I mean, he was famous. We, we ridiculed him on this podcast <laughs> for, for his inability to draw a play and run, run a play. And now you're adding someone that's won a chip, recently not still hanging on to a chip that was won 17 years ago and and i think he's gonna run some really interesting schemes with Embiid, with or without harden mm. yeah but, he's he's good at his innovation nick nurse i'll always mm. remember him running a, a box and one in the finals against the warriors like yeah it's a high school play Literally set out in the finals. Like, I'm keen to see it, but also like Nick Nurse is famous for playing his guys tons of minutes. Mm. Isn't he going to hold up after a season of 36, 37 minutes per game? I mean, he won't he's be mad been, at it because he'll be chasing, chasing them numbers. He's honestly probably been told by Sixers management, do not play Joel that much. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Who knows? It'll be interesting. A storyline that I am intrigued by and going to be looking out for for sure yeah do you remember last year we also said we had a bet on them being the one seed in the conference oh god that was bad we hung yeah. on to that for a long time as well we were you know a month and a half and oh it'll be all right it'll be all right nope yeah. it was not all right learned our lesson there i think 
uh, yeah, I won't be picking them number one this year. Not, not at all. Now, prediction. Do we want to go okay. into a prediction or a hot take here? I don't. We start off. We start off a bit toned back with the prediction. All right. Okay. The Suns, the Phoenix Suns, win the inaugural NBA midseason tournament. However, after the celebration, they get to the real playoffs and they flame out. They flame out. <laughs> it's another disappointing year. And the whole franchise, fan base, management players are clowned for winning this in-season tournament, celebrating it, and then coming up short in the real playoffs. You think they're going to celebrate the, the, this tournament? You reckon like they they don't just win it and like, oh, yeah, we've done it, but we're, we're hoping to achieve something bigger. This is only part, like a step in the journey. You reckon like it's going to be tears. It's going to be <laughs> Devin Booker jumping up on the scorer's bench. I am a winner. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> Um, maybe not from the players, but I can see the fans definitely rubbing it in people's faces. Mm. Um, so like the first reason why I think they're going to win this is their roster construction is ridiculous. They have like KD, Book, Beal getting over 30 million and, and then it just completely <laughs> drops off after that. They have 11 players on their roster who earn $3 million or lower. Um, so I, think, I think KD and Book are going to be like, you know what, we're going to do this for our guys. We're going to get them an extra 500k each yep. in their group. I mean, they have the Lakers in their group, but then Grizzlies, who knows what's happening with them, the Jazz, the <laughs> and the Blazers, who could be the worst team in the league. So, yep. All right. I, I, I yeah, I mean, they've hired a winning coach. KD is ne- <laughs> has been told he can't win without Steph. Go win it, boys. Yeah, right, it's a bit of a silly one. but So I, you think that that means that, you know, like Denver's going to clown them again in the playoffs? Or do you think it'll be another team? I don't know. I haven't thought that far, honestly, right. man. I just, I can see it falling apart. Yeah, maybe just, it's an injury or something like that, but for whatever reason, they're healthy to start the year and it doesn't result in a chip in June. Yeah, let's let's call it that. But Fair there's going to be lots of, lots of celebrations, lots of champagne. <laughs> the goggles are worn in the locker room. Locker room. Yeah, yeah. There's a parade. And then it just just gets turned on their head a parade you reckon there's a parade frank <laughs> frank vogel finally gets his parade bro you know you know the new owner that guy's that guy's going crazy, crazy man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's true frank vogel giving an interview being like this is was almost as hard as the bubble yeah man look you've got it nailed down yeah, all right. Did I you have s- the same prediction by any chance? No, 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 no. I'm I'm going far more dire than that. Okay. Um, I think we see um, a repeat of something that happened in the last season. Um, it's not something I'm particularly proud to think happen, um, but I think it's pretty likely. I think Dallas is going to miss the playoffs again. I think that's my that's my prediction. Um, whether that is 
straight missing missing the playoffs like 11 seed I don't I don't think so I think they're probably going to be in the play-in and flame out in some some way there um of course I haven't fully run it out one to ten um just yet but I think their team has some substantial flaws um I'm not too sure how well we're going to see Kyrie and Luca play next to each other um they're relying going to be relying heavily on Grant Williams, who is not really not not really here. He's not an <laughs> offensive creator. Um, they've got about four centers that are like okay. I mean, one one of them's a rookie, but you know, Kleber Powell. Like, what's the name? That's I always Javale McGee. Javale Javale McGee, and what's the rookie's name? Lively. That I keep Derek getting Lively. Derek Lively. I keep getting his name mixed up. I just. I think none of those none of those guys are anchors enough to stabilize a defense. Um, and then with Grant Williams and Josh Green being their perimeter defenders, I think their perimeter offense suffers too much. It's just an odd team, um, and I think that they're going to miss the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I can see I can see like a like a seventh seed for them, and then just falling apart. Um, but I I agree with everything you're saying. Like that center rotation is weird, and there's going to be either someone who's below the level you need, or inexperienced, too inexperienced for that role. Josh Green, like, really, how how well did he play last year? Like, he played well, but for maybe a quarter of the season, he was decent. Grant Williams, like, good addition, but not a, not a massive needle mover. I think they had added Seth Curry, which I like. But yep. But Seth Curry with Kyrie was, and Luca, that's – you can't play those three guys together. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you've got those centers backing them up, you know, like – it's not like they're doing that with a Mobley or a Jaron Jackson or an AD that's protecting the rim and can roam and help and recover. They're doing that with fricking um, Rashawn Holmes is the guy that I was thinking oh, yeah. of before. The, Rashawn Holmes or Kleber or Powell, you know, like it's, yeah. there's just something odd about it. And I think that they're going to have games where they look really good. And then there are going to be games when they look re- really bad. And the West is just so tough. Um, mm that i mean them being in the play in isn't really a prediction i kind of think i mean it's i'm not going to go as far as saying it's a formality at this point but because the season hasn't started but like <laughs> but like that's the range that they're realistically going to be competing for just because of how hmm. tough the west is um but hey yeah. in those play in games when you have a guy like luca he can he can give you anything and maybe Maybe this will end up being my Knicks missing the playoffs prediction to repeat last year. Who bloody knows? Well, yeah, potentially, man. Potentially, but you got to make the predictions. I want to hear all the people that criticize you to make their predictions. Yeah, hard. Also, on this Mavs talk, Luca is playing with a lingering injury and has been for a while now. Does that mm. come into play? I don't know. If it does, then they are 
<laughs> they are definitely, definitely falling in line with your prediction. Mm. What picks do they have? I've got. I'm not too sure what picks they have because I know part of it was that they, you know, intentionally tanked at the end of their last last season to try and get a good pick. So I'm not. Too, uh, their team's just be- pigeonholed, man. Like they've, they just they've given up a lot for guys like Kyrie, and <laughs> it's not like there's some big move that's you know out there for them. Yeah, it feels very clambered together. Mm. Their team. Mm, yeah. Anyway, you, we'll see. that was just my prediction, guys. Wait till we get to my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, mine doesn't even sound that hot now. Like if we're just talking about seeding. Well, go go on. Spice me up. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes, the darlings of the NBA. No, the darlings Ow. of this podcast. Of, of this podcast. Thank you. The team which we do not support in traditional ways, but we both share a great love for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're upgrading from the Shea Gilgis Alexander, the Box Out podcast Shea Gilgis Alexander campaign to be an all-star. I think they're not only going to be a playoff team, they are going to be a home court advantage team in the playoffs. <laughs> Let's go. I uh, I don't know, man. I just I got a feeling, man. Shay, obviously, like literally one of the greatest seasons individually <laughs> we've seen mm-hmm. last year. Like just insane stuff. Yep. Josh Giddy getting better. They're bringing in, I don't know, a guy who would probably go either second or third in this year's draft. And shit. Except he's I had just, a year working on his body, getting bigger, exactly. getting stronger. Yep. yep. Exactly. Exactly. I like their team. I like what they're doing. I think they could be the, who was it last, the Kings of this year. Mm-hmm. Or the year before that, the Grizzlies. But this year, I think that they've got all the makings of being that young team that takes the leap that takes the regular season seriously, that mm-hmm. is relatively uninjured and just brings it every single night. Even though they kind of did that last year, I think it's the next level this year and they they get up and Shea is right there in the MVP conversation. He was pretty close last year even. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I like it. Uh, yep. I like it. I like it a lot. Jalen Williams as well. He's only going to get better. Mm. Yes, um, and yeah, everything they did last year was without a center. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Chet, Chet's the sort of guy where, where like, you know, like the last real Chet basketball we saw was in college. And mm. I just think someone like him playing in, in the college game, which is, way more cramped because there's no defensive three seconds rule. He doesn't, he's not able to excel. Like this is a seven foot one guy that is agile, can move, can attack off the perimeter, all of that stuff, finish inside. And in college where we last, you know, I know we've seen a couple of preseason games and stuff, but like he was able to be neutralized so much easier than in this, in the NBA. 
Um, there's going to be more spacing. If he's got a seven foot footer defending him on the perimeter, he's going to be quicker than, than them. He's going to be able to get a first step all the time. And even if there is someone that's come in and to help, he's, his wingspan is crazy. He's got soft, soft hands around the rim. He can go into the post. He can do a fadeaway. He can hit the three. I just, I think adding in that is going to really unlock a lot for this team, especially Josh Giddy, I think, um, mm-hmm. in the pick and roll. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I both are on record just loving Chet <laughs> as a prospect, like always, <laughs> always backing him. So, you know, to have him about to play is it's great. I'm excited. I think he slots into this team perfectly. He is on, I think he's on that wave of the new generation of centers with Wemby, Jaron Jackson, Evan Mobley, mm-hmm. like that floor stretching rangy can guard the perimeter, but elite rim protector kind of, yep. kind of vibe. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I think they're going to be good and I think they're going to go far. I don't know how they'll do in the playoffs, but they've certainly got a guy that has proven to be a true number one. Yep. With playoff experience as well. Exactly. Mm. I expect Shay to shoot better as well this year. I, I just think he's going to keep keep improving. Um, he was so good for Canada um, mm-hmm. in FIBA. He was, yeah, he, he was amazing. I'm excited for this OKC team, man. Like, I, oh, re- right. I really am. I they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be my most watched team besides the Nuggets. I agree completely, with without yep. a doubt. Um, yeah, I'm fully on board with this team. Absolutely love it. Um, a team that I'm not on board with. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my hot take now, it's it's kind of a, a three team hot take sort of thing, and part of it's not really that hot. So we'll start off with that. I think building on from my storyline with the Sixers, I think. It's it's pretty likely that Joel Embiid is going to be unhappy. Harden's the Harden thing's not going to work. He's going to want to trade. Um, there is a team in New York that really, really, really want Joel Embiid. Uh-huh. Um, the Knicks are desperate for a trade. They've been patiently waiting for a couple of years now. They haven't, you know, they've missed out on the the couple of guys that they really, really wanted. Um, Brunson is he's showing how much of a dog he he is last playoffs they've got him on a really good deal um i like i like their team but they just need that one guy to sort of get them over the edge i think they're really going to want him beat but it's not going to work out and they're going to end up with zion wow finally zion finally zion comes to new york Yep, Zion gets to New York. I don't think it's going to work for the Pelicans this year. Um, their team, as good as it's looked when they've been healthy, there's just something off about it for me. Um, I know, I know, I was really high on them last year, but I just you were I, right. You were right for a bit there. I was, and I talked talked it. I, I backed it up with my words on this podcast, in fact. But there's there's just something with the health of this team. I I just I think Zion is going to reach that point where he is frustrated enough. The Knicks are going to go all in on Joel Embiid. It's not going to work out. Zion's going to be like, oh, actually, I'm going to link up with my brother, RJ. 
and the Knicks are going to pull the trigger. Wow. So where does Joel Embiid go? Who knows? He's not in my hot take. Damn. Okay. Maybe, wow. maybe, maybe, maybe they figure it out. Daryl Morey bloody, I don't know, publicly goes out and says, Joel Embiid is an American. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, okay, so this trade—it's going to so, be Julius okay. Randle and Emmanuel quickly, and every pick under the sun they could possibly trade, trade or swap or whatever for Zion. Mm. That's what—that's so the deal. Okay, so they strike out on Embiid, and then they go next best guy yep. who's asking out at Zion. Yep, that's. I like it. That is hot. That it's is hot. hot. I love. It. It's hot. I love how it just it connects everything from the draft back when the Knicks fans were praying to the basketball gods they were getting the number one pick. Yep. It's perfect. It's 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 poetic. It's kind of like they get repaid for suffering through four years of RJ Barrett by getting <laughs> rewarded with Zion because Zion wants to go join up with his brother. Yeah. And I, I think the deal is Randall. Um, the Pelicans, they've already got a ton of picks, um, a ton of, a ton of, um, flexibility. They've still got some good guys. At least Randall allows them to be competitive. They might, you know, quickly, he's showing some promise. Um, and then the Pelicans can do whatever the hell they want because they'll have every pick under the sun in addition to all, you know, all the picks they've currently got. Spicy. Spicy. So spicy. (laughs) If that happens, I will give you a hundred dollars. Okay, and if it doesn't happen, then you give me a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Deal? Oh, I don't think I'm gonna make a hundred dollar bet on my my hot pick for the season. Um, well, maybe we'll do the, do our prediction on our predictions. Potentially, we could do that. Right, no, but I don't. I don't want to be rooting against OKC making the. Making the top four, we can we can do it with another team. All we'll right, find, we'll All right. find something. Yeah, we let, let, that, that's our homework. As, aside from coming up with some solid one to one to fifteen predictions, we'll we'll come up with um with some some bets that we can have running on through the season. Um, Sounds like a plan. Well, I mean, speaking of bets, yes. Do we want to give some tips out to the? To the beautiful, beautiful audience members. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I've got four things that I've been looking at. Okay. Um, I th- I've got a couple of odds plays that I, I quite like. Um, I haven't gone too long with the odds. Um, yep. If I was to get really, really long, I'd, I feel like I'd just be getting a little bit silly. Um, yep. Yep. So I want to do that. First value play that I really, really like. Um, it's a bit of a homer pick. But Anthony Davis, Defensive Player of the Year, it's paying eleven dollars. Um, I think last playoffs he got a lot of credit for you know people were like, oh my goodness, like this guy actually is the best defender in mm. the league. Um, I think his his health over the past several seasons has sort of taken away from his impact. It's always been, oh, he's a great defender, but. And I think if he's healthy this year and the Lakers are as good as we both think that they're going to be, um, it's it's sort of his time, if that makes sense. It's kind of like yeah. 
Anthony Davis deserves a defensive player in his of the year in his career. And I think, you know, the stars are aligning for the season. And at eleven dollars, I think it's it's pretty good value to be honest. Yeah, I I like that. I like that. I think he was probably going to be one of my predictions as defensive player of the year. So eleven bucks, like if he plays. The, what's the what's the requirement for games? Is it sixty five? Yeah, sixty or sixty five. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how that gets interpreted this year because I think it's mm. I think they've left it a bit of discretion um, for the selectors. Yeah. There's some stuff like mm. unless yeah. and if and it's yeah. like a straight games limit. Yeah, um, I like it. Well, coming off the back of that, very short odds but Lakers over 47 and a half wins um $1.86 like pick them either way I think they smash that I think I think that's too low mm. if Anthony I, Davis is defensive player of the year you know they're happen. probably yeah. winning over that I think also this Lakers team has got enough to sort of s- survive if LeBron or AD miss and you know a few weeks here or there, maybe not both at the same time, but I think D'Lo can win a game or two in the regular season. He's not, you know, he's not going to carry you to a playoff series win, but mm. he's capable of, you know, any one night putting up, putting up 25 if he has to. I think we're both very high on Austin Reeves for this season. Um, me in particular. Um, but even then they've just, they've got some more pieces, you know, even Christian Wood off the bench, um, oh, he's not. He's don't. not good. He's not good. But he can put up numbers if he, if if he if he needs to. But anyway, we'll save you the Lakers. Should, you should have just left that last sentence out of there, man. Uh, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, something a little bit shorter for me. Um, Celtics Bucks East Finals. Mm. Three forty. Yeah. That is very low. But. It's it's low, but those two teams, as presently constructed, yeah, uh, heads are and two, sh- two heads and sh- heads yeah. and shoulders. Mm. They're not just the best; they're heads and shoulders the best teams. Yeah, I I am fully on board with that. My only concern would be if one of them finishes as the three seed and they play each other earlier. Yep, yep, yep. 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 That would be my only thing, but. Pending that not happening, I would confidently put mm. the house on that one. Do it. <laughs> I have a house. <laughs> um, do you have any others? Yes, I have a couple more. Go um, on. Wizards over 23 and a half wins. That's yeah, it's, it's going to be a pool party. Mate, it's going to be a pool party. This is the lowest total in the league for wins this season. Yeah. Um, last year they won 35 games, um, and last year only three teams had lower wins than that. One of them being the disgustingly bad Pistons, mm. the Spurs, and the Rockets, who each got to 22. I don't know. I think 23 and a half is is a bit low. And yep, if you I- really want to get spicy. If they're gonna win over twenty three and a half games, there's a chance Jordan Poole wins most improved player, which is paying fifteen dollars. Yeah, so you could sort of Washington it up, couldn't you? 
Yeah. If you really wanted to hate your life, you could definitely do that. Mm. I mean, hey, it'd be something fun to support for the year. What a team. Yeah, Paul Kuzma, team. swaggy. They're gonna be they're gonna be fun to watch. You know, like it's literally gonna be your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. Those two <laughs> guys those two guys chucking up twenty five shots each. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be a lot of that. A lot of losses, but hopefully over twenty three and a half wins. Now I have do you have any more? Yeah, I've 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 actually I I wanted to talk about the MVP odds. Um just briefly. Yes, go for it. Um, because I'm, I'm quite high on on the Jokic winning MVP. I think the amount of buyers, voters remorse that there was last mm-hmm. season. I, I just think he needs to be remotely close. The Nuggets need to be somewhere at the top. And like... It's still paying five bucks. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think Luca's gonna, Luca can get it. I no. think, I think Giannis after losing in the first round, like, there's, I, I don't know. I'm, I just, I truly think there's something to do with storylines with these voters, and the voters fell for the Embiid storyline last year. I can see it happening again, um, and the storyline this season is going to be. Oh, Jokic actually deserved those MVPs, and he probably deserved another one. Yeah, and, and there was a lot of talk about him being the best player in the world. Yep. I, so. I, I, I don't know. I can I can I can just see it. And I mean, I, I don't really like Tatum for MVP. He, he, I just I think their teams it's too stacked. The numbers, you know, numbers are going to have to give somewhere. Um Embiid, I think the love for him's mm. been lost. Um to be honest, Steph uh, Steph at 15 bucks is a isn't a bad shout. Um, if the Warriors get humming, you know, if they end up top three, I can see see there being a bit of love there for Steph. Um, yeah. But Katie and Booker, I, I just I don't see it. Um, yeah. There's one name you haven't mentioned. Shay. Yeah. There you go. I mean, seventeen dollars. Is yeah. I mean, he would almost be like the number three guy I would go for there because there needs to be like it's a mixture of like. Odd storyline performance like wins games played. yeah like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's I don't know I I just I, I quite like it I am yeah. intrigued um, yes I am also and now that you've pointed that out and brought that to my attention I will be putting money on my guy Jokic I just think five bucks is is like it's it's a decent nod for someone that deserves it and mm. it's going to feel like voters are going to f- feel bad like i mean we've listened to voters and seen their tweets and stuff and they some of them feel bad and i think that that sort of feeling will carry over um yeah i like it i've got one final one here go on paces over 37 and a half wins oh Easy. Before Halliburton's injury, they were a playoff team. Yeah. Halliburton only played 24 of – oh, sorry, he missed 24 of the Pacers' last 40 games, so he missed over half, and they finished on 35 wins. They've so got it better. Half, They've added Bruce two, Brown there. Yeah. They're keen Nathan's on winning this year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I just think 37 and a half, they're too low. They could probably be a top six seed. 
I think. I think that is mm. ridiculously low for how good this team was when Halliburton was healthy. Yep, I like it a lot. Mm. Well, interesting. A bit, a bit, a bit of a mixture there. Some, some longer odds, some shorter odds. Um, you know, we're, we're not ta- we're not going for anything that's paying you know 150 bucks or anything like that. If you want to make <laughs> donations, um, the Westpac helicopters accepting those. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed um, the return of the Boxed Out podcast. Um, we certainly have. Yes, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait to get back in the mud, get get the spreadsheet firing, um, all of that good stuff. I'm looking forward to you know making my predictions to, to going through them with you more in depth next week. The se- I'm looking forward to the season starting. Um, there's lots to look forward to this season, um, you know, in terms of contenders, young teams, um, some bad teams that are going to be quite exciting. Um, and yeah, I can't wait. And I can't wait to talk about it with you. Mate, I can't wait either. Oh, thank you. That's, that's going to be great. It's going to be great. Big season two incoming for us. Yeah. We'll get some more guests firing. That's, you know, we'll, we'll get all that. Um, once we get back in the swing of things, eh? Definitely. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you very much, everyone. Enjoy basketball. Goodbye. <laughs>